time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances. Walter Storholz alongside Charles Weldy, founder, certified financial planner at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and Chester County areas in Chad's Ford, PA. They're on Route 52, the location of the office. Find us online from anywhere, though, at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about five signs you're in good financial health. So let's jump into it. Five signs you're in good financial health. And if retirement is on your mind, whether it's around the corner, still a few years away perhaps, even if it's decades away, you'll still pick up some good stuff on today's show. But I know a lot of our listeners are in that wheelhouse of approaching retirement or maybe even just recently pulled that trigger. Uh, Then listen up because this five-part checklist will help you measure if you're in good financial health and setting yourself up for success in retirement. So the number one sign that you're in good financial health, Charles, is you spend less than you make. You got more coming in than you do going out. That's something we should all aim for, right? Hey, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, um, yeah, you got to manage your debt and you got to have regular savings. And unless, uh, you know, you're spending less than you're making, that's not going to be a reality. So by and large, it's almost a no brainer. You have to allocate, you know, a certain percentage of your income to savings. And uh, definitely that will benefit you in the long run. So um, spending less than you make is really critical, maybe the first critical step in uh, you know, getting in good financial health. Yeah, we got to just, uh, it's kind of like, the, it's basic, but it makes sense. And that's the very first thing. If we don't have that thing straightened out where we're making more than we're spending, we got to get that addressed before we can even really dive deeper into some of these other elements. All right, another sign that you're in good financial health is that you understand the future tax implications of your savings. Do you find that uh, being a good sign for most folks? And, and are most folks checking that one off the list when they first meet with you, Charles? You know what? I mean, actually, I think people are just the opposite. They're really not realizing the impact of their savings because what we see in our practice and, uh, you know, really like throughout financial planning is that most of the current people that are working are putting the bulk of their savings in the retirement account. So uh, the reality of it is they have their 401k or IRAs or 403bs. And, you know, if they're fortunate enough to make some good money, they're maxing the contributions to those plans. And what we see in our practice, Walter, is that, you know, you really got to manage the balance because if you're overloaded in pre-tax dollars, and you suddenly retire and you know the bulk of your savings is in pre-tax, that could cause your Social Security to be taxed in perpetuity. It could cause you to be in a higher tax bracket than you normally would be if throughout your savings career, so to speak, you really allocated some of those savings to after-tax dollars or maybe like tax-free dollars. So that's critical, understanding the future tax implication of your savings. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Look for other baskets that might be tax-free or more tax-efficient as opposed to being completely tax-deferred. Might be leaving a lot of money on the table if you're not efficient when it comes to your tax situation. So we want to check that off the list to help make sure you're in good financial health as well. The third sign that you're in good financial health would be if you're married, both you and your spouse know enough about the retirement plan to be able to manage it if something happens to the other one. Well, you know, I think in the real world, uh, I, maybe I don't know so much today about the younger people, but the baby boomer generation, it seems like uh, for the most part, you know, uh, one is the predominant wage earner and the other one is the homemaker. And in that case, a lot of times the homemaker really doesn't know, you know, what's available in savings and, you know, what's going on in the household. 
And what we do when we do financial plans for, for couples and individuals is we create what we call a family estate organizer. And what it is, Walter, it's just a three ring binder. And basically there's 15 tabs and the tabs, you know, can be financial and non-financial. So for instance, just to let you know what some of the financial ones are, we have pre-tax, post-tax, tax-free. We might have uh, things for long-term care, life insurance, final expenses, legal documents, debt statements, income tax returns, uh, medical RX, asset sheet and plan, miscellaneous. So the point I want to make is that if you know a couple or any individual got a plan done and you know had this family estate organizer, everything would be really like um, summarized in one document. And then the other spouse or other family members, in case that the individual was single, could go to this binder and a lot of their uh, anxiety or concerns or questions would be answered. So uh, that's what we do to kind of make sure that the left hand knows what the right hand's doing. We create what we call a family estate organizer. Family estate organizer. All right, make sure that's part of the plan. You've got one of those in place so that everybody is on the same page. If you're not on the same page, not a good sign of financial health. So let's check that one off the list too. All right, number four, you have a retirement income plan. And I should probably modify that to say a written retirement income plan, right, Charles? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got one in their head, but basically uh, if it's not in writing, it ain't, it isn't. So, you know, we love to create like written specific, you know, financial plans that really document uh, what a person's income gap is, you know, during their retirement, certain phases of the retirement. Obviously, uh, people on this podcast have heard in the past expressions like uh, the go-go years, which really are maybe the first 10, 12, 15 years after you retire. Then there's the slow-go years, which basically, hey, you might not be taking the vacations you took maybe in the first 12, 15 years. You're slowing down somewhat. Then there's the no-go years when, you know, you know, hopefully you live a ripe old age, but you're in your late 80s, early 90s, and you're, you're kind of just, uh, you know, not going out and doing the things that you did at an earlier age. So, um, yeah, you know, knowing what your income gap is, planning for that, you know, that's critical. Uh, and if you just wing it, you know, certain things like uh, market volatility, tax issues, you know, maybe like a long term care need, things might creep up on you if you don't really plan for them. And that's why uh, having a retirement income plan with all the possible contingencies in there are, are there for you to pick and choose. And sometimes, obviously, uh, I find in my practice, everybody wants long term care, but not nobody wants to pay for it. There's a trade-off between, you know, something that's needed and something that you can afford. So basically having a written income plan is like, you know, number one, I think on everyone's list, or it should be number one on everyone's list. I always use the expression, everyone has investments, but very few have a date dollar specific written plan. And if they had one, a lot of the anxiety would be, uh, you know, permanently alleviated. Love it. And uh, that's fantastic to hear. Thank you very much for that, Charles. All right. Last but not least, one more sign that you're in good financial health from our list here. You don't worry about your financial future. So confidence would be a, a sign of good financial health, essentially. Yeah. So basically, you know, we when I say we like one of my peers, you know, myself, we created a, um, a webinar, 45 minute webinar on how to retire with confidence knowing that you've addressed its three greatest dangers. And, you know, basically when we give the, the webinar, people don't know what the three dangers are, but there's actually 22 retirement risks, 22 in all. 
And if you address three of them, the other 19 magically disappear. So the three that you got to address are longevity risks, living too long. All right. Obviously, you know, you've got to have a, a portfolio that can create perhaps like 25, 30 years of increasing income to cover increasing costs. So that's number one on the list, longevity risk. Number two would be income tax risk. I mean, obviously they're printing money left and right and uh, inflation is rearing its ugly head as we speak. And uh, a lot of people have their retirement savings and retirement accounts that have not yet been taxed. So basically in the future, if you don't have a tax management strategy, then perhaps one third of your money is going to go to you know a silent partner who we call Uncle Sam. And the sad part is he's not really your uncle. He's just someone that can change the rules anytime he wants. And then the last retirement risk is market volatility. And market volatility, I mean, you know, obviously the long, longer the time frame you have, the less volatility is an issue. But if you don't have money in the right place, if you're taking money out of an account that went down 10, 15, 20%, you'll never get that money back. So it's critical, you know, to really like plan for market volatility and have an adequate amount of money in a account that will you know, perhaps not, you know, give you great rates of return, but won't go down in value. So that as you need that money on a monthly basis, it's there regardless of whether the market's up, down or sideways. All right, Charles, that's the five signs you're in good financial health. If, if we had a bonus round, any you would throw in there as well that you see maybe folks walk in and you're like, yeah, you're in great financial health. Any other common uh, elements that you see among folks that fall into that category? Yeah, I mean, I kind of see three uh, critical mistakes. Well, I don't know if they're critical, but they're mistakes people make. They don't manage their lifetime income taxes. If they're managing their taxes, they're just doing it like one year at a time, as opposed to, hey, you've got a 20-year retirement. What's your tax situation look like over the next 20 years? So that's really important. It's not tax planning, it's tax management, which really like deals with lifetime income taxes. So that's one of the bonuses I think people should look at when they get their retirement plan done. It's like, hey, What's, uh, how does this impact my future lifetime income taxes? And then number two, Walter, is uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier in this podcast, is that a lot of people don't have enough money in what I call their soon bucket, free buckets of money, now, now money that's in the bank, soon money, money that you're going to need to spend sooner rather than later, and later money, money that you might not need to spend for 10 plus years. So as a general rule, I find that, that most people that I meet do not even have a soon bucket. And if they basically, you know, took a certain amount of monies and invested it more conservatively in that soon bucket, then market volatility would not be an issue. I call it greed versus need. We all want to make like, you know, kind of the returns that we get in the stock market, but we probably shouldn't have all our money in stock because if we need to take out a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month to supplement our lifestyle, that certainly should be in a more conservative investment strategy and something that can't go really down in value uh, to minimize running out of money in the long term. And then the third would be for most people that I meet, they don't have a pension, right? Most people just rely on Social Security as some guaranteed income. And then they have what they call uh, X amount of dollars being withdrawn from their investment accounts. Well, you know, there's income benefit annuities out there today. And I know for some people, annuities is a bad word, but think about Social Security as an annuity. Hey, it's giving you a monthly check for the rest of your life. Perhaps you could create an annuity of your own that would give you potentially rising income. And if it was a Roth IRA, it could be tax-free for the rest of your life. 
So I find that people rely more on, hey, I'm going to like take a certain withdrawal from my overall investment accounts, as opposed to maybe segregating a certain portion of that to provide lifetime guaranteed income. And if people were aware or strategically just, you know, took a portion of their investments and converted their assets into income, that might be able to optimize their overall portfolio and maybe present them with a higher probability that they're going to run out of air before they run out of money in retirement. Great ones to add to the list there, Charles. So again, if you have heard today's episode and some of these signs that you're in good financial health don't match up, with reality in your situation. Let that be a little trigger to you that it might be time to get some help with your financial plans so that you can be in better financial health and get on the right track to and through retirement. Charles Weldy is there for you, based out of the Chad's Ford PA area, uh, but you can get in touch with him from anywhere by picking up the phone and calling 610-388-7705 or go online to CP Weldy Group to get in touch with him as well, cpweldygroup.com, the address to go to there. Don't hesitate to reach out and request a consultation about your finances and retirement. Charles, appreciate the help on today's show. We'll look forward to another good one with you next week. All right, Walter. Thank you. All right. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.